Bush and Richie here. Welcome to our daily takeaway podcast. Brace yourself. It's one of the most chaotic uh, competitions you're about to hear <laughs> ever in in the history of this show. Uh, on the way. Uh, but, but aside from that, um, what's your view on um, not crossing on the stairs as bad luck? What's your view on that? Because we live in a we work in a massive building here. Yeah. Um, it's not just absolute radio in this building. There's other radio stations, other media organisations, that kind of thing. And there's regularly uh, guests coming in for interviews yeah. for our sister stations, etc. And a, a country, uh, an absolute radio country guest came in earlier on today, and she had quite a big entourage, mm-hmm. probably eight or nine people. Uh, and I stood at the side, and it, took, it was almost like um, watching one of those long freight trains go by <laughs> a crossing in America. <laughs> I was there for nearly twenty minutes. So I was thinking to myself, is in a stairwell does crossing on the stairs mean bad luck um so it does doesn't it so you're not meant to cross on the stairs i think if if you're stood um on the landing halfway up a flight right i think that's fine you're you're, you're it's almost like a waiting area they were crossing me yeah i think crossing on the actual staircase is the bad luck what's my view on it uh, generally on bad luck and those kind of things i thought it was a load of old rubbish but as i've got older yeah as I've got older, I've, I've, you know, you become more aware of these things. And you kind of think, well, I might. It does me no harm in just standing best, anyway. Best to be safe. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would. Would you cross Natalie on the stairs though at home? That's bad luck, though, isn't it? Stair at home stairs, all bad luck. But you can't surely apply no crossing on a public stairwell. Otherwise, you'd never leave the house or would never get what? out of work. It's very interesting. interesting I, I've never thought about that at home, but I guess, I guess, home. Yeah, you're only going to have like a maximum capacity of a certain number of people in it, so the staircase shouldn't get too busy. But there um, are times where you do pass, and you think oh, I'm not, I can't pass on this. It's bad no, luck. Do you know what? I was like, if I'm thinking about it, if I get to the bottom of the stairs and I can hear Natalie coming down, yeah, I'll spray the bottom. That's it. So you don't want to, you don't want bad luck. No. I don't even know where it comes from. I mean, you know, the whole one about not taking the third light from a cigarette. We know that comes from the trenches, First yeah. World War, all that kind of thing. But. uh Crossing on the stairs. If you're a very learned home time listener, you know where this where this weird hex comes from. Tell us about it. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Here's a question on I look you dead set in the eye because I need advice. Have you ever been to a reunion for something? A reunion? I've been to one a little while ago. Why, why do you ask? I've been invited to a university reunion. Yes. Uh, In September, I've been told that my old university is celebrating its 30th anniversary of becoming a university from a polytechnic. It was one of of them. You want to be part of that celebration? Yes. Yes, go with a T-shirt. But you know what? It it piques my interest because they're having a big big get-together of the alumni uh, at the old student union. And, like, you know, stuff went down there. That would be great to go back to. Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? 90% 90% of what people get up to when they're on Facebook at downtime during work is just trying to see what people that you're at school or university with look like now. Yes. That's 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 the main thing you do. So Com- Comparing how things have progressed. You can literally go and look into the whites of their eyes. The, the, the only experience, as I mentioned earlier on, I've got with it is, it's not a proper reunion, but I, I did American studies at Swansea Uni and uh, they had like an alumni get-together. There was only five or six years after we left university, so we all sat around together and had a meal yeah. with all the other nerds that had done American studies as well. And it was great, but not enough time had passed. Do you know what I mean? People hadn't had kids or anything, no. do you know what I mean? There's the thing. All these years that have passed, I hope I've got older and wiser. Yeah. So, like, when you look back, you know, 
do I need to open up those avenues again? Uh, and that's the concern. Part that, that part of me is like, this doesn't seem like a wise idea. But then the other part of me is like, oh, but it would be fun just to it see, would. you know. I really am 50 50. Um, I, I feel like we put Friends Reunited to bed yeah. for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the other thing I'd love to know is I, I love that it's going to be at your student union because they all had terrible names. Oh. What, what was your student union called back then? Because well, we had Divas and JCs at Swansea. It was called Dylan's Bar. Love it. I now know. Uh, that the invite is Dylan's Kitchen. So oh, someone's got up in the world. Hasn't he got up, Dylan? So, <laughs> reunions. Yes, no, good idea. Have you been to one? Was it good? Was it horrendous? I'd love for you to go just so we can live, live it vicariously through you. <laughs> uh, but my, my dad does a thing where I think he has a, a lunch like once a year with like three or four other blokes he used to work with at Bowyer's, the right. meat factory place in Trowbridge. And they have this like annual Bowyer's get-together. It's a hell of a laugh. That's great. But it's not necessarily a reunion, but I guess we could open this up to if you meet up with people like like once a year or something like that, that would work too, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you does think that's a nice idea, but if you do if you do that yearly, is it as such a reunion? Chris Chris messages here says I went to Birmingham University. Uh-huh. My first return in 25 years recently. I wasn't sure about it. Had a cracking time. Felt like I'd never left. That's a bold claim now for someone who's like 45. Yes. For me to go and think like I've never left. That would be an amazing Time. So, should I go? You, uh, reunions, yes, no. Simple question. Have you been? What was your experience? David has tweeted saying, Gents, I go to a regimental reunion every year. Ooh. It's a blast. Old drunk soldiers thinking they're still young drunk soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> David, it sounds awful. Uh, Rachel says, Mixed feelings on these. I went to a really good school reunion a few years ago, but then there was another organised kind of mega stormy night. Nobody turned up other than me and three people I never liked at school. I stayed ages out of politeness, but just wanted to stick pins in my eyes says that's Rachel. the thing you go a long way and you can't guarantee who else is going to be there oh imagine that that's a concern uh, Karen where are you I'm driving on the N6 from Southampton up to Ashton Underline near Manchester for what so I went to a grammar school called Ashton Grammar School that ceased to exist in the 80s great and there's a reunion for the whole of the grammar school so there were people there in the 80s and people there in the late 40s 50s Wow. So it's going to be like a Hogwarts get-together with everyone kind of going around. That's going to be so good. So there are two Herberts talking away on the radio as you drive to a reunion from Southampton to Manchester and they're saying reunions, good idea, bad idea. You must have thought, you must have really questioned your journey. Of course you did, because you're driving to one. If I speak to you on Monday, I might say a different thing. Well, we need to find out. You definitely need to tell us what, what, how it went on. Are you a little bit nervous? What, what, how, are you, how are you feeling about it as a thing? Well, I've got, I've got a gang of friends to give me support. So I've decided we're going in together. Brilliant. <laughs> That's great. So you're meeting up with people. You're not going alone. Yeah, but it's a big thing. I mean, they've... they've They've created a whole new real ale dedicated to the reunion. Wow. They've got pies dedicated to the reunion. You know, it's a proper northern thing. So you haven't got pies got and real ale at the Dylan's bar, have you, Richie? It Dan? certainly didn't suggest that there was, no. <laughs> well, we need to find out. Uh, well, this is we've got, we got some good irons in the fire here in terms of gossip. Please get back in touch and tell us how you got on. Will do. John says, watch these two documentaries, then decide. Uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, starring Lisa Kudrow, right. and Gross Point Blank. I, oh, that's one of the films I've nearly walked out the cinema. <laughs> 
Don't get me going on film night tomorrow again. Uh, Andrew from Blackburn says, we had a 15-year reunion 10 years back. School reunion it was. Had it in a pub in Blackburn Town Centre. Usual mates appeared and some we hadn't seen. One former pupil was booted out by the bouncers for sneaking in a bottle of vodka. Some things never change. He says, go for it though. It was a good laugh. Richard says, I honestly despised every single day of school. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm very glad I hardly see anyone from that time of life. Do you so. know I loved school? Yeah. It's got, I mean, I'm very lucky. Some people didn't like school, and that's, you know, sometimes just how it is. But I, I was very fortunate to be... It know, appears time. that we are fortunate to have enjoyed it, because there are other people who, who did not. That's another downer here. Paul says, unless you've kept in touch over the years, I don't see the point. But yeah, but what if they wanted to keep in touch with me and never had the chance? A little bit. So this is a, this so. this uh, get together is an opportunity for people to meet you, <laughs> Richie Con at Bournemouth. <laughs> I'm Steve. Are you going to one? Uh, I'm going to my um, secondary school reunion on Saturday, Saturday evening. If you don't mind us uh, asking, Steve, how many years is it since you left secondary school? Roughly, ballpark figure. Thirty years. Wow. Right. A relatively similar vintage to Bush and myself. So how did you feel about getting, like, an invite? Did you have to think about this at all, or were you like, yeah, I'm doing this? Well, I mean, I haven't been invited to a previous reunion, so this will be the first one right. um, in 30 years, because uh, they, they only do them on certain years, so I don't know why, why my year has never been picked until now. Um, but, yeah, I thought, you know, um, why not? I <laughs> mean... Is this um, like the uh, absolute 80s weekender where people dress up in school uniform to go? No, no, no. I mean, um, I went to a private school, so it certainly wouldn't be that. Yeah, nothing is like an absolute 80s weekender, trust me. I've heard. <laughs> I've seen Leona's photos. <laughs> They're great fun. Uh, well, you have to let us know how it goes. What, what thing are you looking forward to the most about going? Well, I mean, it's a, a, a tour of the school and then a barbecue and uh, drinks in our old boys' uh, our clubhouse. So, but, but I'm looking forward to the school tour the most. I was going to say, is there one, one bit of your school that you remember that you'd love to kind of walk around again and breathe in that air? Well, to see if the sixth form common room still there and the pool table. Right. Oh, um, the stuff that went down in there. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all those things. See if my form room and my locker's still there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just history to see, where, see if I can remember it. Good man. Well, that sounds fantastic. Good nostalgia. Let us know how you get on. Thank you very much. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. On yesterday's show, I've resolved to get into a bit of sea swimming. Or get into the sea, actually. A lot of people have told me to get into the sea on this show <laughs> the past few years. Uh, and I've seen people doing it from our train station, Chalkwell and Leon, so we've got a beach uh, on its doorstep, so it's an amazing thing. I need to get involved. Thank you for all your messages, ranging from uh, good tips about what to wear and what I need, all the way through to sewage warnings. There is progress. I bought myself some deep-sea booties, Richie. Oh. Because, I mean, you remember I said to you yesterday, I I'm up for the swimming bit, I just don't like the idea of... Um, putting my bare feet onto British seaweed. Mm -hmm. Look at those. Jacques Cousteau, whatever his oh, name is. wow. Like a little pair of, like, uh, jelly shoes, but underwater. Do you know what? I I, I had a, a very cheap pair of those uh, on a, a French beach once because it was a stony beach, and they're great. You can just walk down at double the speed you would uh, if, you, if you're worried about what's underneath. That's good. This is a good point, actually, because there's no greater leveller than, you know, like a Brit trying to get into the sea like the Roonies. <laughs> when you're all wobbling all over the place. <laughs> now, the other thing which is really interesting, uh, a listener to this show uh, called Ian Sanders, who is a, uh, a Leon C resident as well, has made a very good point and said, uh, Bush, you need to check the tide times. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really thought about that. Um, and... <laughs> 
I don't know why I hadn't thought about I that. I think it's one of the phrases I hear come out of your mouth the most. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly in quite tense meetings with our boss. <laughs> but I just thought you could just go down there. But you can't just go down there, can you? Because the tide, yet again, the moon... Flipping ruin it. The big trickster that is the moon. Yeah. Going, oh, going to put the tide over here, and then, oh, it's gone again. The point to remember is it, the, the tide times don't need to stop you doing it, but they Do will... They? Well, they will, though, won't they? Not really. They will mean that you'll just have to walk further to get to the sea, that's all. Are you or sure? Which will take longer. Have you seen how far the tide goes out in Leon Sea? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's my point, is how far are you willing to walk to get to the sea? I'll be having a dip just off Sherbourne <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> I, I personally, as a non-Leon Sea resident, I've picked up on one thing you've said. I think there's another timetable that you need to be looking at. What? That's, that's the train timetable. Because but you, I can walk there. I don't need the train timetable. Yeah, no, 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 no. But you said that your this whole idea came from catching the train and you saw people from your train station yeah. going for a dip in the sea and you thought, oh, yeah, I fancy that. So I think what you need to do is is cross your tide timetable with the train timetable and find a yeah. spot when there's no trains going by. Because what you don't want to be doing is, is like, commuters and, and people seeing you take your, your oh, first you sort of, like, pasty white steps into the sea. They, they might try and harpoon me or sort of think I've come out of the ocean. <laughs> it's been a long time since this, this body's had any tanning, put it that way. That's a good point. I don't want, like, crowds of businessmen watching me exactly. in underpants getting exactly. in the water. Is that what you'll be wearing? You're not doing a wetsuit? They see, the, the more I think I'm just going to go pants, the more it looks like some kind of cry for help. It really does. I don't want to get tasered. I just want to swim. <laughs> Uh, so, well, listen, I'll tell you what, this is a very good point. So I've got tide timetable here, but I also need to uh, triangulate that, as you quite rightly say, with uh, train times. Uh, lovely Sarah Champion, our colleague here at Absolute Radio, was talking the other day when I was, we were walking the dogs with her, and she was talking about a thing that she's bought that's something to do with exactly this. Oh, wow. Here's Champers. Get yourself a tide clock. I've got myself one, and honestly, total game changer. I'm stood in front of it right now, and I can see that it is currently high tide, but with a falling tide towards low tide. And it'll just mean the difference between you bowling up with your budgie smugglers to find a load of mud flats. You'll have to walk halfway to Kent before you can get in the water. So definitely get one. I do remember going on holiday to Kefalonia, and in uh, Ithaca, the island there, you could just put mud all over yourself, and that's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if I go down there tomorrow and there's no sea... Get covered in a bit of Essex mud. I, I need to see what a tide clock looks like. Can you tell the time? Like, is it, it's half past tide? It's weird. It's, it looks like um, something you might find in Indiana Jones. A quarter to low. Champ it? Maybe Champers has got the only working one in the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It really is. So look very quickly. Here we go. Tide times wise, mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow high tide is two uh, at two o'clock in the morning. Five that's, that's the optimum time to go to floodlit sea swimming. <laughs> Low tide then, eight in the morning's a metre. I'm not getting in that, it's ridiculous. No. Might as well just put my foot in the sink. Uh, then high tide again is two o'clock in the afternoon. Brilliant. <laughs> And then the next one, low one, is uh, is twenty to nine in the evening. It's it's half a foot. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow's not the day. Oh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> it's getting worse. So ahead of me, uh, probably making a fool of myself, trying to free swim tomorrow. I thought we'd check in with someone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, welcome to the show, Jenny Patterson. Explain what you do, Jenny. Well, I, I do many things, but one of the things I do is I'm an open water swimming coach, and I started that during lockdown when I was locked down in the smallest county in Scotland, and there wasn't very much to do. Daft question, what's different about open water swimming to uh -huh. a swimming pool? Um, of course, <laughs> you have the weather to contend with and you also don't have a lovely kind of chlorinated or, or um, 
tile um, floor in a, in a swimming pool. There's lots of um, kind of rocks and things that you might need wow. to... See, you must be as hard as nails swimming in a lock. Locks look flipping freezing. They're beautiful, but they look really freezing. And also, you've got the, you know... Would you swim in Loch Ness with Nessie mucking around down there as well, going past your legs? Oh, get off. They'd freak you out, wouldn't it? <laughs> I've learned to, to not think about what might be under there, to be fair. Um, and I think lot, lot, we have lots of wild women in Scotland um, who are part of our open water swimming community who would probably say that if you really started to think about that, you might not you might not do it. I mean, I mean, Nessie, we, haven't, we don't go to Loch Ness very often. It's very deep and very, very cold. As a concerned friend, as a concerned friend, <laughs> he's suggesting he's going to do this for the first time by the end of the week. Is okay. this doable, considering he's never done it before? I think it's absolutely doable. I, w- I would say that, you, you know, you've got the advantage that you're in the south of England and it's also summer. So um, you, you're not quite as hard as nails as some of us um, who, who started in the in the winter time. Um, but absolutely doable. And I think the first thing is that you have to decide you're going to go for it. Yes. The second thing is that you need to be prepared. So um, if you're going to be going to the sea or, or, or some kind of open water space, have a tow float handy. So that's kind of an inflatable device that where other people can see you that attaches to your body. Um, it's not... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it attaches around your waist. Um, <laughs> and uh, and also just to take your time acclimatising to the water. You know, cold water can, can you know, provide a shock response. So it's just about being careful. Splash somewhere around your neck and your, you know, around your body. and Crown jewels. I always do that on, on holiday as well. Oh, well yeah, do that. <laughs> there will be, be some interesting noises, I think, to accompany, accompany the first dip. Um, and, and enjoy it. Look around you, you know, and, and, and take it all in. Amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, it's lovely to speak to you. Uh, you've given me hope. And uh, thank you for the advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if people want to find out more about what you do, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find us out, um, at wildwomen.co.uk. And we're on the social at We Are Wild Women. One last thing about swimming. Uh, this text says, Bush, if you're lucky, maybe in good company swimming tomorrow. Last Saturday, I saw Mark Foster, the Olympic swimmer, walking out the water like James Bond at Chalkwell Beach. There you go. He's a local. How bad will I look next to him? <laughs> be like a different species. I bet he checks the tur tide times. I bet he does indeed. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Listen, thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets, we're giving you the chance to go and see the likes of Stereophonics, Bastille, Supergrass, The Kooks and The Wombat at Kendall Calling. Next month, we're obsessed with the whole Kendall Mint Cake thing. That's why doubling down on mint in a week of mint-based quizzing. And it's going all right so far. Yes. It's kind of going all right. Uh, let's meet our contestants. On line one, we have the lovely Ruth. You all right, Ruth? I'm very well, thank you. Are you? We're good. You're very lively. How's your day been? <laughs> good. I'm on my way home. That's why I'm lively. <laughs> yeah. Favourite mint? Oh, I think it's going to be a mint imperial. Oh, imperial. Someone's doing all right for themselves there, Ruth. <laughs> Stay on the line. Lovely to speak to you. Good to have you on the competition. Uh, up against you is Jane. Jane, where are you from and what's your favourite mint? Uh, I'm from Blackburn in Lancashire and it's also mint imperial. Well, you guys should swap numbers. You can meet them. I think they have an imperial meet-up. First Wednesday of every month. Ruth, all the best. It's going so much fun. There's such a lovely crowd down there as well. Well, we're going to find out very soon whether there's any imperial-based uh, quizzing to, to come. Watch this space. Mate. Yeah, three questions that you're going to get each uh, related loosely to mints. Uh, the person with the most correct answers will win. Uh, Ruth, you were first through, so you're going to get the first three. Uh, Jane, sit tight. Here we go. Good luck. Right, let's do some mint-based quizzing. Ruth, you're first. Is your first question. Best of luck. The lights in the studio dim. <laughs> question one. <laughs> Murray mints are nothing to do with the tennis success of Sir Andy Murray. However, what is the name of his tennis-playing brother? 
Oh, do you know I know this as well? You have to push you. you have to push you for an answer, Ruth. Um, have a guess. Joseph. Oh. It's not Jarvis. Uh, it's Jamie. Jamie. You were close oh, with the J. Yeah. Yeah. What did you yeah. say? Do you say Jarvis then? I did. I said Joseph, but it's still wrong. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, second question, Ruth. Still points to be won. Murray mints are not known to be scary. Ha- Sorry, his laughter in the studio is very unfair. Murray mints are not known to be scary. However, the movie Ghostbusters was. Which famous Murray played the role of Peter Venkman in the movie? Oh, Come on, Ruth. You got this. So many times as well. Oh, gosh. Need an answer. Do you need Ruth? Tim Murray. Tim. I can't it's, it's not Tim Murray. Ruth kind of lives in a parallel universe yeah. where everyone's first name is just slightly wrong. It's his brother Bill, Bill Murray. Yeah. Last of your questions, you can still get a point on the board here, Ruth. Murray Mints are very popular amongst Iron Maiden and their guitarist Dave Murray. Complete the 1982 Iron Maiden song title, Run to the... Hills. Yay! Yay! Good on you. <laughs> one for Ruth. Uh, Jane, you need to beat one or we go to another tense tie break like yesterday. Okay. Please don't take us down that road again. Here we go. Your first question. Murray Mintz uh, was said to be a favourite of Murray Walker, uh, but which sport was he famous for commentating on? Oh, oh gosh. Um... Was it tennis? It wasn't tennis. It was motor was it racing. Sorry. OK, I feel like we might be heading back to what happened last night. <laughs> Murray Mints, this is question number two. Murray Mints are made by Maynard Bassets, but what kind of animal is a Basset hound? It's a dog. Yes. Get in. You're level on points. So, this is um, it. This is it. Get this one right uh, and you're off to Kendall Calling. Get okay. it uh, wrong. It's a tiebreaker. And I have my notes in. If you eat too many Murray Mints, your head could turn into a giant Murray Mint. Could it? It's not a fact. In the 80s, Murray Head sung about having one night in which city? Oh, my gosh. One night in somewhere and the world's your oyster, was the lyrics. Vegas? Oh, it's not my Vegas. It was Bangkok. Do you know what? We are back at the tiebreak cafe. I've lost the tiebreaker. I know it already. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. We asked you both during the songs earlier. Uh, the Stereophonics are one of the headliners for this year's Kendall Calling. They are, of course, from Wales, but what is the population of Wales, according to Wikipedia? Uh, Ruth, what answer did you give us? Uh, I'd like to change it. But you can't. Too late. What did you lock in? 400,000. 400,000. Jane, what did you give us? Uh, did I say 10 million? No, you said 15 million. <laughs> That's what we locked in. <laughs> and the actual answer is 3.2 million. Unbelievably, with an answer of 400,000, Ruth is going to Kendall Calling. <laughs> Can I just say, are the pair of you available to go on eggheads? Because you're really good at this, Chris. Form a team. Form a team, the pair of you. Um, we were getting to the stage where we were just going to give you the tickets just to get the pair of you off. So, uh, uh, Ruth, congratulations. Well done. Uh, what a night. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Can I just say I was hugely late to the party on a bit of tech today? And by hugely late, I mean, like, years, years late to the party. 
Um, let me explain, right? Left the house without my wallet to well, walk our little baby Stella around in the mornings in her buggy to get her to go to sleep. To get her to go to flipping sleep for a bit. <laughs> uh, and I have, to, I have to walk around with a coffee, otherwise it's just awful. And I forgot my wallet. I was thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then my other half, Katie, was on the phone to her, panicking. She pointed out, don't you have that like Apple Pay card pay thing on your phone? I was like... Well, I remember putting my card on there ages ago because the only way we could get a ticket for a concert these days was because it was, had to be attached to my phone. It was really complicated. I didn't really understand it. And I gave it a go. I used it, and it was absolutely magical. <laughs> I, mean, I, I pressed a button on my phone, for like the side of my phone for a bit. It shuddered, a little bit like you do sometimes when you're going for a wee, and then it worked, and I paid for my coffee without needing my wallet. And the amount of times I've had to walk home because I've forgotten my wallet, I'm always forgetting my wallet, I needn't have because this thing's magic on my phone. Late to the party, mate. <laughs> I, I look, we're we're a team. This is family. This show, um, and I want to support you. But the the fact that here we are in 2022, and you've discovered contactless payment on your phone, I'm I'm aghast. Stood here because I've seen you pay for things with your watch. With my watch, it's amazing to get, to get on the tube with my watch with my phone, and and like you've just paid for coffee for the first time today. I, I don't know what to say. Do you do it a lot? It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's really good, mate. And do you know what? You can look in your phone and see what you've bought and remind yourself there's like receipts in there and all sorts I haven't even opened it up so I can't wait to have a look at that on the train back tonight uh, Gary Newman maybe that one I'm not too sure he says I've only just started doing this myself I love the sound of the ping <laughs> the ping is brilliant oh my goodness you know if you're listening to something listening to music or a podcast or whatever and you, you tap out you hear the ping in your headphones as well Really? Yes. That is, oh man, I've got, this is going to be such an amazing evening, I can tell. <laughs> so look, I'm excited. I'm quite late to a party on this particular bit of technology. If there's, yeah. if there's a bit of tech that you have only just discovered, we want to hear about it tonight on Home Time. Don't be afraid. Again, the state of me. This thing's been around for donkey's years. Get in touch. Jamie, who's tweeted, I really hope this is a joke and I've read it the wrong way. <laughs> but he says a washing line. <laughs> I tried the wet sheets in one hour yesterday. I won't ever be using the heated air dryer in the summer again. I, d I think I've only ever, ever pegged stuff out on a washing line twice in my entire life. Because if he's serious, right, and the heated air dryer is what he uses normally and he's going to think a washing line is new, yeah. he's gone from amazing technology to something that's been around for ages. We should show him your early gig. Yeah. He'll lose his mind. <laughs> uh, OG says, nectar card app. I've just cut up my old plastic card. My mind is blown. And listen to this. Steve says, I've just discovered the remote fob on my car key broke and I didn't drive my car for a week's as it was locked. Yesterday, I realised you could open the car door manually with the key you use for the ignition. <laughs> he says, my mind is blown at this old school wizardry. I do feel a bit of a plum, though. Direct debits, says Andrew. How could you be late to direct debits? In, in Andrew's defence, wow. he says, I'm, I've been aware of them and I've been wary of them, but I've only just started using them. Wow, so, I mean, what he, he must go in, like, go into a shop and just pay monthly for stuff <laughs> yeah, that he has. I can't imagine it. Amazing. Absolutely well impressed with that. Uh, someone says here, uh, mirroring, so you can mirror what's on your Mac laptop onto a smart TV. It's great when you want to order from the menu for takeout. You can bring the menu up on the large telly for all the family to see. Word of warning, though, you get the menu up on your laptop first because if you type into Google and your search history drops down, it can be embarrassing. <laughs> be careful. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go. I um, hope you've enjoyed uh, this uh, particular order of the uh, the Daily Takeaway. I've uh, been thinking a little bit more about what you were saying at the beginning about bad luck crossing on the stairs. Oh, yeah. I wonder whether it comes from the fact that if you're on the stairs and you, like, nudge someone, the person who's not expecting the nudge... I guess there's the chance you can fall down the stairs. So you're saying that the age-old uh, superstition about not crossing on the stairs is down to health and safety? I think it's health and safety and the bad luck is... 
Immediate. Okay. Not that I, I'm not discounting your theory, but I would like to underline, please, everyone else, get in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> 